Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host, with you. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Great, thank you. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Very well, thank you. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this beautiful morning. Thank you that when we look outside, we look up in the sky, we look into the trees, we see the birds, we see the animals, we see people around. We thank you, Father, for all the peace that we experience. We thank you, Father, for the love in our hearts, in our homes, the people that care about us, our friends. We thank you for giving yourself to us, Lord, that you never stop loving us. Even though we push you away, you keep coming back. With our limited knowledge, we get angry. We throw tantrums, we show our ego, we do everything. Yet you look on that as a little stubbornness from a little child. You brush it aside and you keep coming back to us out of your love and out of your mercy. We thank you, Father, for the powerful teaching last night. For all the new things that we learned that we can now employ in our prayer life, in our spiritual life, in our walk with you and with others. So that using that, we can stand up for your glory. So that we can make changes to our lives. That it will not be the same again. There must be transformation. Every time your word touches us, there must be transformation. We thank you, Father, for this peace, for this joy that you pour into our hearts. It is not the absence of our troubles. They are still there. It is just being able to shift our focus out of the knowledge that you are with us here. We're able to shift our focus from all those challenges in our carnal life to look upon you, to gaze upon you, to empty and open our hearts and receive from you. So that what we receive from you this day then answers to the situation around us. Just like Brother Savio reflected the other day from Psalm 23, you anoint my head with oil, with your oil. And then my cup runs over. So whether my cup runs over in abundance doesn't depend on me. But my ability it depends on that anointing on my head that comes from you. And your peace and your joy, Father, we want to share with all our brothers and our sisters that are part of this prayer meeting. That will pray with this recording. that are part of this praying family called by your name, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. We share your peace and joy, Lord, with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and all those that have no one to pray for them. We offer our faith to stand in that gap so that when you stretch out your hand to heal, so that when you hover over every void and hopeless situation, you shall find faith there. So 
and we want to share your peace and joy as well, Father, with all those that are called Christians, called by your name, and yet have not encountered that presence that must bring transformation in their lives, have not yet started or able, been able to see you, to begin a relationship with you, to know you that closely. It is not a God that hangs on a crucifix in the church, but a God who is up close and personal. Let their eyes be open to see you, that you go with them everywhere, that you walk with them, you see every move on that they make. You know the number of hair, you counted the hair on their head as well. And not one of it will fall without your permission. Help us open our eyes to see you, how close you are to us. That even when we don't see you, you are there. Even when we don't realize it, you're still working for us. Even when we don't feel it, you are still there. And we share your peace and joy with all those that have willingly chosen to go away from you. That have chosen darkness over your light and over your presence. That have chosen wickedness. Under the lie of the enemy. That have chosen false doctrines and false religions. That have chosen to trust in science and in secularism. Let every such veil of lie that stands in between them and you be torn down, Lord. Let every mountain that obstructs their path from seeing you be cut down. Let your grace quicken them, O oh Father. They might know who you are. You are their Father. They are the children of your inheritance. And it is your will that none should perish. But through repentance... Come back to you for life. To be with you for life. So Father, as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator, the name of our God. The name of the one who is the lifter of men, the Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. The God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet. This is what your word in Romans 16, verse 20 says, the God of hope, the God of patience, the consuming fire who purifies our thoughts. We pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who destroyed our enemy, tall as a cedar and strong as the oak, yet he destroyed his fruit from above and the roots from beneath. The one who taught us faith. The one who taught us prayer. The Lord who heals. Our wonderful counselor. The author and finisher of our faith and our destiny. The Lion of Judah. The rock on which we build our house. The word himself. Who became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And now through the revelation that the Holy Spirit gives us becomes flesh within us so that we are made incorruptible in that area of our life that he touches. We offer ourselves, Lord, we open our hearts for you to touch every dark corner that is there so that every area of ignorance, 
every area of sin and iniquity, every area of failure and weakness be transformed and be revived into one of abundance that you came to give us, Jesus. That is what your word said in John 10.10. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of light and life, the spirit of the living God, the one who raised Jesus from the dead and is now being given to us through our Pentecost, through our personal birth in the spirit. Where we are able to behold and carry that same resurrection power, that same power that hovered over the earth that was dark, void and formless is now able to give form and shape to our life. When we speak his word, the will of the Father, he moves. We know that he moves. The breath of the Father given to be with us, tabernacled within our body. The one who heals our backsliding, always convicting but never condemning us ever ready to pull us out of the pit every time we stretch our hand out for mercy. And that is what we are reflecting on these last three, four days. And today we shall conclude that series. The one who reveals the deep and the secret things of the Father. The one who changes the times and the seasons. The spirit of victory. Blow like a mighty wind, Lord. Blow over us. We thank you, Lord, for this family, for this prayer group. We thank you for Sister Shanine, for Brother Vivek. They have led us into your presence, into your gates with thanksgiving, into our hearts and into your courts with praise. And you break your bread and give to us, distributed as manna to feed our soul. So that when we receive from you, there must be a renewal there. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with our own families, with our friend circle, with our communities, with our work colleagues, with your angels and destiny help us, whom we do not know and yet they are there to bless us when we need it, when we need your help and when we fall short. We thank you, Father, for your system of intervention there. Through prayer. Your system of giving you permission to stand in between. That when we fall short, you are able to pour your grace. We thank you, Father, for your system of advantage called mercy. That when the enemy, the devil, seeks to accuse and point a finger at us for all our mistakes... We are able to call upon your mercy that vetoes all those accusations. That fills us up through your grace. And he can accuse us no more. Because you put on us the robe of your righteousness. We thank you, Father, for your love that is an everlasting love that is unchangeable. That no matter what we do, we cannot change that love. You have always loved us with an everlasting, not short supply, not limited, an everlasting love. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy that you renew for us every morning. A fresh batch made 
giving consideration to our vulnerabilities, our weaknesses, our lack of discernment, our poor judgment, and all our limitations. We thank you, Father. This morning, as we continue on our series of reflection on the mercy of God and how to tap into the mercy of God, we have just a quick recap. We have seen the story of the two brothers in the parable of the prodigal son, two brothers and the father, and how with their two different approaches, they spoke to the father, and yet the father had mercy on the one that was broken in his spirit, that was surrendered. We saw a similar situation where Jesus taught a parable in Luke 18 as well, of two men praying in the church, a similar situation like the two brothers. One a Pharisee and one a publican. And the publican asked for mercy, whereas the Pharisee prayed in self-righteousness. And Jesus gave his verdict and said that the one that will be justified is the one that was broken in his spirit. The publican went home justified. So today let us look at what is brokenness. Brokenness itself can be a very huge topic, but I might just give you the gist of it today. It is a state of admittance of your inability to help yourself out of your own personal resources, abilities, skills, capabilities. That you are inadequate by default, limited in a way, out of your fallen nature, being human. That you recognize that without God, if you did things, it would not succeed because of the limited knowledge that you have, because of the lack of discernment and not being able to see. So you do not wait to try that out until you fail. You give it all to him from the start. Proverbs 3 verse 6, you acknowledge him in all your ways. And that is a revelation that you live by in brokenness. When you are completely surrendered to God. And when you carry that state of your heart, he cannot move ahead. He must stop. Today, I want to look at two such examples that made Jesus stop. One is from Mark 10 verses 46 to 52, where Jesus was passing through Jericho. And a blind beggar, Bartimaeus, heard about him and began to shout after he knew who he was, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Notice that he did not ask, though he was blind and all that he wanted was to be able to see. He did not ask for sight. He said, have mercy on me. The people rebuked him, but he shouted all the more louder. And that forced Jesus to stop. He had not come there to meet Bartimaeus. He was only passing through. And yet the cry for mercy made him stop. And that is a powerful weapon for us to use in our prayer. Knowing that if we called him in a certain way, even though he wasn't paying attention to us, it will make him stop in his track and turn. A broken and a contrite heart he will not despise. A 
Now let's look at another example. This is from Luke 8 verses 43 to 48, but there's a little more detail provided in the account given by Mark in Mark 5 verses 25 to 34. That is the story of the woman with the issue of bleeding. Jesus was on his way to Jairus's house because his 12-year-old daughter was dying. It's interesting that this woman had been suffering for 12 years. And on the way, the woman had, who had that bleeding issue, who spent all her money on doctors but couldn't be healed, had given up all hope of ever being cured, heard of Jesus. And even though there were limitations at the time where a person with such an issue was supposed to was supposed to be unclean and everyone that she would then touch would also be unclean so she shouldn't have been there in the crowd and yet she knew that this was her only chance and everything has failed she had given up hope but now she decided to approach the lord in her brokenness now some of you or someone you know might also be in this spot where they've spent a lot of money on doctors and there is no healing in sight. There is no respite. And if this is you, you should probably pay closer attention to this verse and even go back and read it again to see what the Lord is telling you there. The woman came up quietly behind Jesus and touched the edge of his cloak, the hem of his garment. And immediately her bleeding stopped. And all she said there was, if I touch his clothes, she said it to herself, not to him. If I touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Notice here again, Jesus was on his way, going somewhere else to heal someone else. He wasn't coming there to heal her. And yet when she out of her misery touched his garment in her brokenness, she didn't even speak to him. Or call out to him for mercy like Bartimaeus did. She only touched his garment in faith. He could have asked the woman. He noticed it. And he could have asked the woman to come back later. He would have said, I'm busy now. I'm going for a healing. I shall come back to you and speak to you later. But what really happened there was this time his mercy didn't wait for him to speak. Like Bartimaeus, he didn't ask her, what can I do for you? His mercy found brokenness in her <clears throat> and didn't need permission to touch her and heal her. It didn't need permission to touch her and heal her. What does that tell you? That you can reach to a condition in your heart in a state of brokenness that even God cannot stop his mercy from reaching out to you. Where he was going to answer someone else's prayer. But on the way he saw you, his mercy found you. And he didn't wait. And this is the secret to tapping into God's weak point. To achieve that condition in our heart where it automatically beckons his mercy, that mercy must come. He cannot stop it. A humble and a contrite heart 
he cannot despise. Even if he wanted to, he cannot. Psalm 51 verse 17. And what did he say? He says the same thing to you as he said to her, to the woman with the issue of blood. Go in peace. You are justified. And be made whole from all that is troubling you. And I might quote a dear friend here who is a prophet and is a mighty woman of God. And she says, if you think you've messed up, now some of us actually think, look back on our own life and think, I'm certainly not a candidate for mercy. There's no chance, no way that God will even look at me given the things that I've done with my life. And so she says, if you think you've messed up so badly that God cannot use you, or he will not have mercy on you. Think again. You, my friend, are not that powerful. Just call on him for mercy and see what happens. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. That each of us that feels so dejected and rejected even by people around us. That we feel ashamed to even call on you. For the things that we have done with our lives. For the misery that we have put ourselves and our family through. I ask for the grace this day Lord. For that boldness. To look up to you like the prodigal son and say I will arise. And go back to my father's house. I will call on his name. Because no matter the mess I have made with my life. He is still God. He is still father. He is still the same. And that is why we touched on that point of his everlasting love at the start. Nothing that we do can change his love for us. It will always be the same. It will never decrease. All we need to do is make that decision. I will arise. And I will go back to my father's house. Knowing in my heart that when I reach that state or that condition of brokenness, where I have dropped down all my ego, given up all my self-righteousness, and I reach that state of humility in my heart, I ask for forgiveness. I repent. My heart is in that state of being contrite. That condition he will not ignore. And when I call on him out of that situation, he must hear me and grant me mercy. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Father. That when we are in such a difficult and challenging situation. We remember this principle that can veto all the accusations that everyone wants to put around us into our hearts and make us feel guilty. We brush all those aside and remember this principle, this system of advantage that you have given us out of your love. And we call on you. And even as we minister to others, that are in a state where nothing seems to be happening for them, nothing's working out for them. 
we are able to share this same principle that they can use to transform their hearts and call on your name. And that is why many times when we make a prayer at the start, we say, anyone that calls on your name will not end up in shame. It is not just saying, it is quoted from your word in Joel chapter 2, 2.27. We thank you, Father. And we ask for that edification in our spirit. And as we pray for edification in the spirit, we also pray for our personal needs, those of our prayer group for our physical and our temporal needs. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, all those that are hospitalized this day, all those that are suffering from the COVID virus. Where your word says that by your stripes and your wounds, Jesus, they are healed. We claim it in faith. We meditate on it. So that when we say that we apply the blood of Jesus over them, we believe in our hearts that through that blood, there is life being poured into them and they are healed. Every price has been paid. So the punishment, the suffering that the law should bring or any other kind of wickedness should bring on them has to be taken away, withdrawn cut off, thrown out because every price has been paid through his stripes and his wounds that he took on himself. We pray also for all families that are battling all kinds of division, separation and destruction in their homes through divorce, through violence, even through small misunderstandings leading to big fights where the matter may have been very tiny. And yet our personal ego glorified it so much that the matter became a cause of separation. Help us to open our eyes and see that, Father, how the enemy is using small arguments to destroy the peace in our homes. Through infidelity, through abuse, through violence. Help us surrender our egos and put our relationship, our home, our family above that. Above our personal ego, above our pride. And for all those times we have failed, Lord, we plead for mercy. We surrender that situation to you and we plead for mercy. We cover all of these families that we pray for. And I'd like you to remember the ones that you are praying for in your personal prayer. Every family that you are aware of that is going through that phase of challenge and difficulty. They're on the verge of separation or there's always constant fightings in there where the children are suffering as a result of the parents' misunderstandings and arguings or whatever else is causing that rift between them. We cover all of these families as well as every family of the Brisbane Prayer Group by your precious blood, Lord. That you, the God of love, enter these homes. We invite you, Lord, to take your place as the head of the family. So that what you have joined together stays together. Let no man, no spirit separate. 
when the god of love enters in the most low must leave we ask you to fill this home with your presence and transform the season of difficulties and arguments into that home to be changed to one of love and peace we pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their personal lives strongholds like addictions bad company compulsive behaviors mental disorders joblessness prayerlessness busyness in our personal life that we do not have time for you not realizing and understanding that our power comes from there our strength comes from there it is not by our physical might not by that power of our limbs but by my spirit says the lord and all we need to do is tap into him but if that source can be cut off then we can be made powerless prayerless and inadequate to stand up against and resist the enemy open our eyes to see that lord that we might fix our time with you every single day commit to read your word every single day so that when we draw that strength from you and when we go out with understanding and the wisdom coming from your word your principles of mercy like this your systems of advantage that you make available to us but simply because we do not know we cannot use them help us father to make that commitment to stay with you so that we can emerge on top and just as your word in james 4:7 says when we submit to you and then we go out and resist the devil he must flee there is no option for him to stay he can get tired we pray also father for all those members of our families that have not yet received the gift of salvation that have not yet been born again in the spirit that have not yet received your spirit through their personal pentecost that their hearts be opened be quickened father quicken them as your word in psalm 80 says and they shall call on your name and we know that when anyone calls on your name they shall be delivered they cannot end up in shame we pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families and let us now connect with the holy spirit to join our spirit with his and pray in the spirit together making this our prayer of agreement with him and with each other he is always there making intercession for us and on our behalf and if we can join ourselves with him in that intercession pray for ourselves and for our brothers and our sisters there again we employ another principle of the prayer of agreement matthew 18 19 whatever we two of us agree on that the father will do i encourage all those that can pray in tongues to please unmute and join in those that do not yet have the gift of tongues please take a step of faith unmute your mic and start speaking a syllable ask the holy spirit to take over surrender and submit to him and let him take over your spirit let him take over your tongue and start praying with you let him grant you that gift let us now pray in the spirit thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father thank you holy spirit
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sala 
This morning while we were praying, the Lord showed me that the glory of God was coming down upon each one of us and with our arms open, that glory was like gold, like gold dust falling upon each one of us. And the Lord was saying, with such love, you are mine. There was a great presence of the Lord this morning. The scripture I was given is from Titus 2, 11 to 15. For the grace of God has appeared for the salvation of all men, training us to renounce irreligion and worldly passions and to live sober, upright and godly lives in this world, awaiting our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all iniquity 
and to purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. Declare these things, exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. There is a scripture that has been shared in the chat, which is a confirmation of what Janine has just said as well. And this is from Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 6, where it is written, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. There is another scripture that has also just been shared in the chat. This is from Psalm 32, verse 8, where it is written, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The verse that I have been uh, inspired to is from 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14. And it was as if the Lord is saying now that you have an understanding of mercy. This is what I really want you to do. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14 where he says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Sister Deborah, please unmute your mic and speak. I can see that you've raised your hand. Good morning, brother. Good morning, sisters. Good morning. I thank and praise Lord Jesus for the healing touch I received. Uh, I'm suffering with COVID. And Jesus asked me to come back to this prayer group. Sister Jennifer, accidentally I sent her a message yesterday. And she prayed for me. And I am I'm feeling much better, brothers and sisters. And as you're praying for me, I receive Jesus' healing. I'm suffering from COVID and having a lot of breathing, breathing problems. I ask for special prayers for all of you. And I ask for healing. And I received it while you're praying, brother. I thank and praise you, my Jesus, for all the healing and your grace and mercy to be on us. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brothers and sisters. 
In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Deborah, I'd like to confirm to you that the healing hand of the Lord is upon you. Speak, speak and claim that healing. By the stripes and wounds of Jesus, I am healed. By the stripes and wounds of Jesus, I am healed. By the stripes and wounds of Jesus, I am healed. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Please have mercy on me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, Lord. We all come in agreement with her. And we thank you for this healing. Thank you for your powerful hand on her. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. If anyone else is receiving any message from the Lord, please feel free to unmute and speak. The Lord has just given me a vision that even though we're all physically separated, we are not separated. The Lord has actually gathered us spiritually in a cynical of prayer, like in the upper room. And he's saying, I am present in your midst. We two or more are gathered. I am present. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Thank you that you never ignore us, that you are always with us. You said, I will never leave you and I shall always be with you even until the end of time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love, that jealousy that looks at each one of us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us go out and be a blessing, share our testimony, carry the good news that the Lord is giving us and share that gospel with everyone around us. Let us be a blessing to everyone in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you, Russell. 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 Thank you, Russell.